DJ Benny James, show 107. It's called Soul Speaks number four. If you listen to my shows regularly, you'll know that the uh, Soul Speak shows are all about talking to special guests who are artists of one shape or form. Today we have a special guest who is an author. Her name is Florenza Lee, but I knew her as Denise. I met her about 10 years ago. We did an interview yesterday over the phone. I recorded it and I'm gonna be playing it for you shortly. In the background is a jazz version of Children's Story. Originally done by Slick Rick, of course. This is the unwrapped version. There's lots of these albums out. They do uh, jazz versions of uh, classic hip-hop and R&B songs. Off of the Hidden Beach recordings. I believe that label was set up by Jazzy Jeff. Absolute pleasure to be here once again for you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for pressing play. If you listen to this on lovesoulradio.net, thanks for joining us. If you want to find out more about me, you can always go to my website, djbennyjames.com. But let's get right into this interview because we got plenty to get through. Enjoy. Hello, my friend. Good morning. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I'm speaking to you. It's been so long. And life gets in the way, too doesn't long, it? Too long. <laughs> I know. And you sound different today. What's up with your voice? What's going on? You know what? I just relocated back to Ohio. And I guess there's a different kind of pollen here. So we are acclimating. Oh, okay. So you got like a little allergy thing going on. Yeah, just a little touch. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I've known you for years and, and my memory is horrible, right? Can you remember what year we met and when and where? How did that all go down? Do you remember? Yes, it was 10 years ago. So that had to be, what, 2011. And we were in Hawaii and it was the block parties that was in Chinatown. Oh. And I'm walking down the street with my husband and all of a sudden I hear these tunes. And so I'm following the music, and I turn the corner, and I am, like, expecting to see, like, this big black dude spinning tunes, and I stop in my tracks when I see you, and I walk straight to the booth, and I'm like, you are getting ready to be my new friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was in Chinatown. Yeah, we used to do... Uh, on that was the in Chinatown. Yeah, on the last Friday of every month, we used to do a street festival, and I used to spin, and it was good because they just let me do my thing, you know, so that was cool. Wonderful. Wow, that was, that was actually longer than I thought it was. Wow, time goes too quick. It does, it does indeed. First and foremost, how's your family and friends and everybody, everybody safe and that well with this uh, COVID craziness going on? You know, everything is good. Um, a few weeks ago, we did lose my father as a result of COVID. But even in that, you know what? Everything is good. Everything is good. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. And um, my thoughts go out to your family, man. That I, I didn't even know that. So my apologies. Yeah, no, you know what? Um, life is a beautiful thing. And if we sometimes only want to take the good and not the bad, then we cheat ourselves. And so in everything, we have to learn that everything is good. Everything is good. Right. Okay. Well, a little bit of a celebration this month because it's your birthday coming up too, right? We're Gemini twins. So, uh, yes, when, we when, are Gemini twinsies. <laughs> when, when's your birthday coming up? So mine is the 12th, and that makes it, what, Saturday? Yeah, two days away. I'm doing a wedding on, on Saturday, but uh, happy birthday in advance. And this show will be playing all week from Sunday on the radio station, Love Soul Radio. So happy birthday. Thank you. So, and yours is, mine's did June, I miss yours? Yeah, mine's June the 5th, so mine just passed. Well, happy belated to you, my friend. Thank you, thank you. 
couple of things here that I want to go into before I ask you more questions, but I did ask you for five songs to prepare five songs. I always do this for my guests because I want to know what kind of music they love and what music kind of inspired them through their life or maybe changed the direction of their life even. But we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But first of all, I want to give you like an official um, introduction here. And I don't know whether your first name is Florenza or it's Denise. So which one do you prefer? Florenza is the first name. Okay, so Florenza Denise Lee. You're an author, you're a publisher, you're a narrative coach, you're a speaker, you're a radio talk show host, a master storyteller, and you're a wife and a mother. I think the wife and the mother should come first. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you, you're always in. You're always in with your best with your best talent. <laughs> you know what I mean. So you obviously keep busy. I see a lot of your your posts on social media. You're traveling the country. You've written uh, was it twelve books now? Yeah. Well, I've written. We're well into like the seventy eighties. But as far as those that have already been published, I'm right at about twelve. I have another five coming out. Um, throughout this year and then each year the goal is to publish anywhere from five to ten so that's where we're going okay so the obvious question is why kids books well you know what children's books found me i just woke up one morning um january 31st 2014 and wrote what became 12 books um, of that original 12 three have been published and it just started from there Okay, and how how did it feel when you first saw that first book up on the shelves? Uh, how did that feel to you? That must have been an amazing feeling. You know what? The only thing I can even compare it to is giving birth to children. There is something so phenomenal about something that was just once a thought in your head, and then it becomes tangible. To actually go from words in your head to being a book that you're holding in your hand. There is no other feeling like it. It is just phenomenal. It is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, because you've given birth to it, right? Like you say, it's come from conception to to, to seeing it on the bookshelf. For aspiring writers out there, what's your process? like? How does it work for you? Do you get an initial idea? And how does the process work for you from beginning? Now, I write differently in that books come to me in dreams or visions. And so usually it'll be a dream or it could be something that I'm just minding my own business and then it's almost like a movie will drop into my mind and I see this movie playing out and I write what I see and I write what I hear and that kind of becomes um, the essence of the book so it's a lot of fun because I don't sit and say oh book about mindfulness or oh I'm going to write a book about manners usually those thoughts that come to me and they come very visual So it's fun um, watching the creation that the illustrator gives based on the words that I give them. Yeah, because all your books have illustrations in them, right? Which are really nice. It really adds a a lot of depth and color and animation to, to, you know, what's going on in the story. Mm -hmm. Now, now your stories have a lot of uh, social, emotional learning in them, like some kind of theme through them. Is that on purpose by design? No, again, you know, it's just how the books come to me. I don't even know if you know this so this may be like a a nice little nugget for you just recently i started writing um adult books under a pen name and Uh um with that i am having a lot of fun (laughs) adult books are we talking about grown folks books here (laughs) we are talking everything from erotica to science fiction to murder okay um inspirational motivational book that's gonna drop on the 29th of this month so yeah i've teamed up with a group of new york times bestsellers and usa today bestsellers it's a group called nk a tribe called success and it's all these phenomenal authors that have kind of taken me under their wing and said come on girl come hang with us yeah so I'm, I'm getting a chance to let my naughty girl hang out for a bit. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's that's a good segue to your to your first song that I'm going to play here, which one of the ones that you chosen is called Chocolate Legs <laughs> by, ah! uh, by Eric Benet. All right. So why why did you choose this one, naughty girl? <laughs> you know what? There is just something so powerful about the lyrics to this song. I think it's very transparent in the mind of the man. Um, And even though this is definitely related to 
a black family, but I think this transcends all denominations because it's sharing his heart that when he's outside of the four walls of his home, that that world is crazy. And all of what he's going through and the whole time that he's away, his thought is nothing more than to be home and to be loved by his woman. And to me, that is just such a powerful image of what love is. And it's not about the sexualization of it as much as being with her is his comfort. There's and a I comfort, just love yeah. The lyrics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll play this one now. It's uh, Chocolate Legs by Eric Benet. I'm out here working, trying to make it yeah. Girl, it's so rough in this city And ain't no resting for the weary So baby, feel me I need something to feel So my spirit Legs around me. So when I come home tonight, you'll make everything alright. When you unwrap them chocolate legs around me, the memory of my day will quickly just fade away. When you come wrap them chocolate legs around me. So talking about um, a guy coming home to his woman, I know that obviously your husband, he's retired from the military, right? Uh, how long you guys been yeah. how long you guys been together now? Oh shoot, we've been this October will be forty years. Forty years. Okay. 40. Okay. Yeah. Now, we've been married thirty-eight. Isn't that insane? I don't even look forty. <laughs> <laughs> so the million dollar question is how do, how do you make it work? How do you make it last? I'm sure you've hit many, many bumps along the way. What's been your secret, you guys' secret to sticking it out and sticking together? You know what? It comes down to I say that I'm patient and he's forgiven. And you have to know your strengths and you have to know what you're bringing to the table so that you're not looking to replicate what you are, but you're looking for someone to strengthen the areas where perhaps you're not as strong. And in the beginning, we almost missed that. You know, we were young and he was listening to all of his friends talking about, you know, what your woman should do and, you know, you should be this and you should be the man and you should do this. And, you know, he came into the relationship with that and it just didn't work for me. And I told him, I said, you know, 
if that's what you want, then marry yourself. But I'm looking to partner with someone that together we will make a phenomenal team. And um, I think, you know, he got that. And you're right. We hit some crazy bumps in the road, but God is good. And we held on to the promise that we made each other for better or for worse. Yeah. And um, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, I was going to ask you, actually, I know you've mentioned uh, God is good and faith play a big part in uh, your family and, and, and what you're doing with your career. You know what? I think it's everything. But if some people use faith like clothes or shoes or a hat or a coat, they put it on when it's convenient. It's not something that we put on. It's, it's who we are. And we're in different phases of that. You know, it's like an ebb and flow. There are days in which we're walking in it 100% and it's everything. And then there are other days that maybe we got more of us in the mix, you know, and it may come around and bite us in the butt later. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, but you just got to roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, his name is Trefus, uh Aka Papa Bear, right? Did I get that right? Did, uh, I, rem- did I remember yes. that one? <laughs> Yeah, my yeah. Papa Bear. He used to call him that, and I thought it was so sweet. It's so romantic and very sweet <laughs> and funny, too. But uh, he is a Papa Bear. He's very cute. I like him. And I uh, miss him, man. I haven't seen him for so many years now. It's crazy. And you got two girls as well, Jessica and Missy, right? Yes, Jessica and Missy. Yes. yes. How, how are they doing? doing how are they great. doing? They're doing good. Um, Jessica finally relocated from Hawaii. She stayed on the island forever. And she's in Vegas, and Missy relocated to Virginia, and she's in the process of relocating here to Ohio as well. Right. So um, she stays closer to the nest than um, her sister, but it's good. Okay, well, Ohio, I've never been there before in my life. Um, I only know the band Ohio Players. Uh, that's all I know. So I'd love to come and visit you one day. So hopefully you got an extra guest room for me to come and uh, chill out. Listen, <laughs> I got about seven guest rooms. Uh, you can come hang out in. Okay. Take your pick. Oh, you're living in a mansion now. Okay, I like it. I like it. Okay. <laughs> you, you travel around the country a lot. Like I said earlier on, I've seen you so many posts and you do these book signings, you're doing meet and greets and you're doing speaking events as well. You really connect with the kids. So what's some of uh, the highlights for you as you're traveling around and and, uh, you know, what do you enjoy most? What I think I love is when I show up in a school, especially if it's our schools that are located in inner cities, and to see children look up at you and you look like them and you're doing this amazing work that's creative and um, visual and you're earning a living with it because not all children are going to be doctors and lawyers or, you know, not all of them are going to, go on to be astronauts. Um, some children are really good creatively and they just don't see it as being a viable lifestyle. And so I think it's so important to show children that there are different ways that we can create life. And so for that, I think I'm most thankful. And also just seeing their little eyes light up when yeah. I'm reading to them and they're they're seeing the pictures and the books and um so it's just wonderful all the way around yeah I hear you. it's 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 really phenomenal I'd, I'd love people to come and see some of the examples uh, what's what's a what's a great way people can find out more about you and see some of the work that you're doing yeah well my books are so anywhere um books are so online um you may also go to my website florenza.org you are able to go to words to ponder publishing.com you'll get a chance to get a sneak preview into um, my pen name as well um, my Amazon page is Florenza Denise Lee just put in Florenza Lee anywhere and you're you're pretty certain to find me yeah I'll put a couple of links as well on my podcast at the bottom so people can see it and they can just link straight to it so it'll be convenient to them but I, I went to the Amazon one and actually a great page because it shows all your books and it shows some photos and it shows some videos and it's a really great yeah. uh, little snippet of what you've been doing um, we're, we're going to move on to to one of your songs talking about color but before we do that I want to say to you like you say these uh, children looking at you and they're seeing somebody that uh, looks familiar to them uh, how important is it to you to like, be a, a woman of color doing this and how significant do you think that that is and, and what it represents I think it's very important uh, representation is everything in literature in um, the classrooms in workplaces on television it's just so very important to our children across the board um, to see diversity and to see inclusion. Um, one of the things that I do 
in my books are um, because they come to me in dreams and vision. I don't really have a lot of input in terms of the storyline, but I do have a lot of input in terms of my characters. And so um, for the most part, all of my books have blended families. The parents may be multiracial. My characters may have anything from vitiligo or maybe wheelchair users. The families may be adopted families where the children are multiracial and the parents are, are one race. Yeah. Um, and it has nothing to do with the story. It just happens to be who the characters are. And I think that's important to not make different being the issue versus different just being the setting. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I think it's important for that. Well, I think it's great that you use uh, so many different layers and, and a multicultural kind of look at things and, and uh, ability levels and everything else. Really cool. I remember I used to listen to uh, the Tom Joyner show for quite quite a little while there. And, and as a white guy, I felt like actually quite uncomfortable listening because it was only about blacks and black issues. And uh, I kind yeah. of felt like excluded. I'm like, hold on, but I love this music. Like, why can't I be included in this? And I started listening to yeah. Steve, Steve Harvey and Michael Bazin and stuff and thinking, you know, this feels more like home to me because I'm welcome. It doesn't yeah. matter uh, what color I am or what ability level I am or whatever. So I think you're doing that as well. And I applaud you for that. I think that's really important. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You know, I, you know, I'm a fan of life from the very first time I heard you spin it. I was, I was like a groupie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm a fan of yours too for your work and, and not only that, just your friendship as well. First time I stepped into your home, I definitely felt like family and, and that goes a long way and I think we'll always be friends. So, you know, we don't stay in touch as much as we should, but life gets in the way, you know, so, but we will do better. Yeah. We're going to have to do better at that. But let me get to your song. Like I said, this one is called Black Sweat by Prince. And I, oh, yeah. yes. And, and I tell you, I got, I got to scold myself for this because you're not going to believe it, but I've never heard this before in my life. Oh, shame on you. I know. But you know, I have said this before in the past, and you won't like me anymore for this, but I'm not a huge Prince fan. I do like some of his his work, but to me, it's not soulful enough. He crosses into the pop world and the rock world, and uh, I'm more of a soul boy, as you know. So there are certain songs, but I'm not a massive fan, and people are going to be like, what the hell is wrong with you, Benny? But it just is what, what it is. What's wrong with you? So I never heard this song before. So why did you choose this one? Just the lyrics alone. If you want one of those... Um, crazy nut boots kind of song this should be on everybody's um, foreplay um playlist because it will have you ready to go but there is a part of the lyrics where he says he will have you screaming like a white lady when he counts to three i love 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 that because i'm like <laughs> what that's that's just wrong right there that's just wrong <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's play this one. It's called Black Sweat by Prince. You bet. 
screaming like a white lady when I count to three. One, two, three. Thank you very much for introducing me to that Prince song. I'm sure I'll be playing. I'm sure I'll be playing plenty of more, <laughs> plenty more Prince now. So, um, is this writing thing? Is this uh, is this full time for you now? Are you doing another job, or is this is this what you're 100 100 committed to now? You know, for um, for about 18 months, it was the only thing that I was doing, and you know, I move. Um, I move in spirit, and, and I, when I feel that I'm led to do something, I just, I, I move in that, and I felt that it was time for me to return to the workforce um, about two years ago, December, two years ago, to go back to being an advocate for our veterans, and right after that, um, COVID hit, and um, I had an opportunity to be very instrumental in our veterans receiving the care that they needed and getting their benefits and I'm doing you know that work for them and I'm hoping to retire retire soon from it I have a few more months uh, before I can officially retire completely but until then you know I'm just I'm weighing it out and balancing it and you know doing what I need for for them while well, at the same creative so I'm not gonna lie it's tiring yeah, but it's it's very rewarding. Yeah. Okay. And um, could you talk a little bit about publishing? I know that um, I'm in the process of of uh, writing my own little book as well. It's taking me forever, and I, I get writer's block from time to time. And I have to be at a comfort level. It's like I, I write a lot of poetry as well, so I have to be in a very creative uh, mode. So there could be months where I don't write, and then suddenly I just want to write like crazy for weeks. Um, so it kind of goes up and down. But I'm also concerned about uh, publishing. Do I self-publish? Do I go to a company? Like, what do I do? So, uh, for again, for aspiring uh, writers out there, um, what do you recommend uh, for on the publishing end of things? Years and years ago, to say self-publishing was almost like a bastard child. It was just something that was low-budget, low-end, bargain basement. It was for people who had books that couldn't cut it. Um, that concept has so drastically changed that even the big five have recognized uh, the publishers as contenders in the game. I'm in circles right now where I have friends who have written children's books who sell 10,000 copies monthly, you know, and so um, they have learned the rules of engagement, if you will. Yes. And so for any author coming into this business, First and foremost, you have to look at it as a business. I assist writers. I've assisted dozens of authors who are published now. Um, all of them are doing very well in terms of earning money um, from their, their books. And we go into it asking, what's the outcome that they want? Some people just want to publish a book, check it off their bucket list, and keep it moving. Yeah, They don't want to be responsible for marketing, for, for selling it, for distribution, um, for any of those things. And so I think it just comes down to talking with someone and being honest with yourself in terms of what's your outcome and how much investing you want to do in it. You're either going to invest your money and pay a publisher to do what you can do, or you're going to invest your time. But either way, it's going to be an investment. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, listen, we're going to get onto uh, one song here that uh, we both share uh, the love of this song. And I know I used to play this on the radio in Hawaii a lot. So I don't know if I inspired you with this song as well, but it's uh, by Eric Roberson and it's called Borrow You. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, why you chose this song. But the reason I love this song is just the story behind it. Basically, the guy is in, in a club. He sees this woman he, lo- he, he really likes and he says, basically, he says, just imagine I'm yours for, the, for, for this dance only. I'm not asking to take you home. I know you've probably got a man at home, but it, let's just pre- pretend you're in this song. <laughs> and I think the lyrics are just amazing. It really paints a great picture, a great story. So why, do you, why did you choose this one? You hit me to this song. We were at Schofield Barracks. You were spinning. 
and you said, I want you to hear this. And from the minute you played that song, I was hooked. And I don't know if you know this, one of the girls who used to be with us in Hawaii, she actually was um, in college with Eric Roberson and was friends with his best friend when the song was written. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. Wow. But I, for the same thing, I love these lyrics. That's very, Absolutely very cool. Love the lyrics. He actually just uh, dropped another um, song a few days ago, which I think is uh, maybe comparable to this. It's called Lessons. You should listen Ooh. to that. Yeah, trust me. It's really, Ooh. really beautiful. So, but let's play okay. this one. F- let's play this one for now. It's called Borrow You by Eric Roberson. Yeah. Uh. I see you with your girls and I truly do apologize Yes, I really realize you're not here for these dudes I see that big ring on your hand Trust me, girl, I understand Back at home you got a man And that's not the way I move But when the DJ threw this record on I saw you throw up your arms Close your eyes and sing along Guess you like this tune and your legs can't stay still at all Those high heel shoes, you took them off So let me escort you to the floor Girl, can I borrow you? Maybe he wouldn't mind If for a song or two You can act like you're mine Oh, can I borrow you, girl? Would that be okay? Maybe when the song is done We can just walk away And I'll watch you as you go as you walk away, as you walk away, and I'll watch you as you go. Walk away, as you walk away, as you walk away. I'm fully focused on your sway, not too concerned with what you say. I can't hear you anyway. Your smile says it all. Oh, now you wanna turn around. I'm not gonna fight you now I'm not here to slow you down No, 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 no See, I'm just here to compliment yeah. you I'm styling anywhere I fit yeah. Can I get close a little bit? Yeah. I'm feeling it, consider yeah. it yeah. I get for you to just enjoy I wish that I could give you more But I guess that's not what we're here for No, can I borrow you? Can I borrow you? Maybe he wouldn't mind Maybe he wouldn't mind If for a song or two for a song or You two. can act like you're mine Come on. Oh, Can I borrow no. you, girl? Would that be okay? Would that be okay? Maybe when the song's done oh. We can just walk yeah. away And I'll watch you as, as you go Walk away As you walk away As you walk away And I'll watch you as you go Absolutely love that song. Doesn't matter how many times I hear that song, I just absolutely love it. Um, yeah. All right, for for up and coming writers, uh, can you give us some tips, some some do's and don'ts, like some of the huge mistakes you made that you wish you didn't do, and just to give people a little head start. Yeah, I think um, the very first thing that I would advise any author to do is invest in um, quality editing, and not just line edits that's checking for grammatical errors but you want to have a um a concept 
editor as well, someone who's able to look at the concept of the book and make sure that it has a beginning, middle, and end, make sure that it follows the rules for that genre. Um, all the genres have different rules, and they're there for a reason. And invest, 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 invest heavily into your editors. Um, also, invest time in reading books in that genre. Oftentimes, people want to write a mystery, but they've never read a mystery. Or they want to write a children's book, but the last time they read a children's book, they were three. And, you know, you don't ever want to do that. There is no reinventing the wheel. There is nothing so special and unique that you can do. Um, if it breaks the rules, then you're going to have a result of that. And if you break rules, because I have books that have broken rules, but I knew going in that I was going to break the rules and I considered the cost to do it. And so number one to that, um, and read every day, especially in the genre where you, where you plan on writing. Um, I don't think I did that in the very, very beginning. Um, and, you know, I've had to go back and change some books and change some things. Um, and that costs a lot of money to change those things. So yeah. just put in the time to invest first. Don't be so fast to see your name in the book that you lose sight of what's in the book. And that's my number one. Um, pitch for any new author and any seasoned author. Right. What's what's a do not do? Did you have any do not do's? Are you like, oh my god, I wish I didn't do that. Um. Don't think you know enough to push a product out there that hasn't at least gone through other eyes. Right. And uh, sometimes people just think they can do it. They don't want anybody telling them what to do. Yeah, and it, and it must so, be hard, and it must be hard also when you. With any kind of art, right, whether it's a, a painting or a poem or a song you've written, it, it must be hard to really get an honest uh, critique on that. And, and editing is a big part of that, right? It's like, eh, no, you need to take out this, you need to take out that, and I would word it like this. And, you know, so it is kind of critiquing your work, right? And uh, maybe a lot of people are not quite ready for that. But if you're not ready for that, like you say, then you're not really following the rules and, and what needs to be done. You're not, you, you, you have to have thick skin. Man, I remember... Um, my book, uh, Manny and Tutu, which is about a little boy named Manny who has a wish. And when his tooth falls out, he sets up a plan to catch the tooth fairy and he won't let her go until she grants his wish. Well, when I first wrote the book, I had a whole different concept in mind. And a really good friend of mine who is um, a nationally known children's book author and I sent the manuscript to her and she sent back uh, a very single sentence. She said, burn this SHIT. And I was like, okay, I got it. And so I burned it. I deleted it. And then I did it again and sent it to her. And she said, better, but still shredded. And so I shredded it and I just stopped. And I said, let me wait um, and see what comes to me. This was the one and only time that I tried to sit down and write a book based on a thought that I had. Mm. And um, I just paused and it took about three months. And we were driving down the street and all of a sudden this thought came to me and I grabbed some napkins and I wrote it down and I sent it to her and she said, it's phenomenal. Go with it. And go. had I moved out on that first one, People thought it was good, but I don't think it would have been successful. So, you know, you got to have thick skin. Right. You got to be able to hear no. Right. And then sometimes it's about timing, right? Always about timing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, was this always your dream uh, from, from, from young to be a writer? Or did these visions and that, uh, you know, come much later as an adult? I knew that I would always do something with words. I used to write poetry as a kid. I entered contests in schools um, and always won. If I entered three pieces, I won first, second, and third place. The parents would complain and then I was banned by the schools to only either do one piece or not enter. So I knew, I know, right, little haters? I know, right. Um, um, I knew that I would do something with words Never in a million years did I think it would ever be books, ever. Okay. Uh, okay. 
Do you have a favorite book? Because you've, like you say, you've written a lot that have been published already, but you have loads in the bank. Or, uh, you know, do you have a favorite book yet or a favorite book that you are currently writing that's not even out yet? Uh, what's your favorite book? Of mine? Yes, or... of yours. Um, I would have to say The Tale of Max the Mindless Dog will always be my favorite just because of how that book came to me and the success of it. Yes. It's in 31 countries and it's just a phenomenal book. My second to that. Hold, hold on a second. Would be my... Hold on a second. It's not only in 31 countries, it's up in my son's room as well because you gave it to my son, yeah. Maxim, as well. Because <laughs> my son's called Maxim. So what's the book called again? The Tale of Max the Mindless Dog. Oh, The, the Mindless Dog. Mindfulness. That is so cool, man. And, and uh, all of those countries and around the world, you're really affecting people. So in a positive way, yeah. man. So big props to you. Thank you. I want to talk to you about something else. But before that, I'm going to play uh, one of our favorite songs, Luther Vandross, the late, the great, the most amazing Luther Vandross. Uh, a house is not a home. Why did you choose this one? You know, I think with COVID and everyone being reduced to their homes, um, my job did not allow me to telework, but I've always had my own office, so I've always been in a safe environment. But I think with so many people being back in the homes and so many relationships, being face-to-face with each other in a whole different way, that we're finding out what's important. And in this song, Luther breaks it down that if a house is not a home. What makes it a home is when we have loved ones there. I think there's just something so beautifully simplistic about this song. And if you really listen, you hear the hurt that Luther has Mm. in singing these words. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And I've seen some of the uh, live versions of this that he does. And it's absolutely incredible. Spot on. Amazing. Big Luther, skinny Luther, regardless. (laughs) House is not a home is an incredible song. And here it is for you, Mr. Luther Vandross. Now and then I call 
That song will obviously never, never die. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so I have uh, Florenza Denise Lee with me. Thank you for hanging out with us uh, during this interview. Uh, like I said, this uh, interview will be played for the whole week on lovesoulradio.net. So thank you if you're listening on Love Soul Radio. Uh, to find out more information about this amazing author, where can they go again? Let's, let's remind the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Florenza.org. It's my website, wordstoponderpublishing.com. It's also my website. You can look me up on any social media platform, Florenza Denise Lee or Florenza Lee. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn is Florenza Lee. So I look forward to hearing from you guys, and 
Um, thank you, my brother, from another mother. <laughs> this a wonderful opportunity. Well, we're not finished yet. I've got a couple more questions for you. But what I will say oh, is cool if thing. anybody sends me $10,000, I'll give them your personal phone number as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really joking. Just a couple more questions and then we'll get out of here. This is one that hopefully will help me as well because it's something I deal with is uh, self-doubt. Did you ever go through self-doubt in this uh, whole journey of yours and how did you deal with that, overcoming that? I, without sounding vain, I would have to say not really. Um, I believe that creativity is spiritual and I believe that just God puts things in a universe that need to be born and brought to fruition. And I believe that oftentimes we get in the way of it by thinking too much. And I've never been guilty of thinking too much. Some folks may say I need to sit my butt down and think a little bit more, right. but I've never been <laughs> guilty of thinking too much. So I just put it out there and let it do what it's going to do. I think what happens is we get afraid of success or what that success might look like. And that sometimes what holds us back. But as far as people not liking something, yeah, so what? You know, I'm still going to do it. And so... Right. Um, What's the worst that can happen? They don't like it. All right. Well, keep on moving. Love so, it. Yeah. Just, Love just it. Keep it moving. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to play one of your last songs before we get out here, and then I'll come back and I'll close out with one more question for you. This one is Sarah Smile, and it's an abs- oh. it's an absolute classic. There were so many different artists that sung this song, but um, I'm going to go with my gut here and think that you uh, wanted the Daryl Hall and John Oates. But am I correct? You know, I had biggest crush on both of those guys. Oh, really? I was determined I was going to marry one. It didn't matter which one. One of them was <laughs> going to be my husband, period, in the discussion. It was going to happen. I love this song so much that I had an eight-track player that I used to play it on, and it was under my pillow. And I think one day, my eight-track player started smoking. <laughs> You played it too much, obviously. I played it too much. (laughs) I think it's an amazing song and it's an absolute classic. And let's play it for you now. Sarah, smile.
me feel and I keep me crazy, crazy. We're back and it's about time to uh, wrap up the interview. Before we go, I just want to ask you one more question. What's next for you? What's your uh, plans moving forward? Obviously, you're still writing. Well, um, just building up my my platform for my pen name and just seeing where that journey takes me. I've got some book signings that's going to be in some pretty exotic places. So that is um, exciting. And you need somebody to yeah. carry your bags, right? You know what? I got you on my list. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> you know, just enjoying life, having fun, and we're in a new transition now. We have returned to our birth state, and to be close to family, we've been gone for 40 years, and just, you know, reacclimating ourselves to family, that's a whole different challenge for anyone that's done that. It sounds very romantic until you got to do it, and um, family can be messy. And so, you know, just enjoying that change of scenery and just reacquainting ourselves with our family. And it's good. It's all good. Right. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I feel honored and blessed, obviously, for you to even just be my friend. But then to see where you're going... To see where you're going is is inspirational, and, and I, I know how determined you are and what hard worker you are. And you know I'm always there, even if we don't speak to each other as often as we should. So um, I wish you the absolute best moving forward. And um, yeah, let's just keep the story going, man. Let's, let's keep it going. Yes, keep it going. Well, you know what? Every day is a blank page. We have an opportunity to write the story that we want left behind for us. And so just write one that's beautiful. Right, we hear it there. Thank you so much, darling. Appreciate you joining me. I'm going to play the next one, especially for you. It's a track called Stories by a band called Full Flavor featuring Carleen Anderson. This is kind of like a UK joint. Not many uh, Americans, I don't think, know this. But I thought it was appropriate as it's called Stories. And thank you once again for joining me. And we'll stay in touch. Hopefully we can get you back on air next year. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day. And aloha. Aloha.
the amazing voice of Carleen Anderson, one of the lead singers of Young Disciples out of the UK off of the uh, Talking Loud label. She's the daughter of the famous singer Vicky Anderson, stepdaughter of Bobby Bird, and granddaughter of James Brown. All right, it's about time for me to get out of here, but thank you once again for pressing play and joining me today. Hopefully you enjoyed that great interview. That was a lot of fun catching up with an old friend. Whatever you're doing, wherever you are in the world, hopefully you have an amazing day. Have a great weekend and a wonderful week ahead. I'm going to leave you with this one by Maceo Parker. Track is called Children's World. This is the live version and it's absolutely amazing. Aloha, guys.
Mm-hmm.